All right, welcome, welcome into the 124th episode of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. We got a great, great, great show for you today. We have Senior Bowl highlights, reports from around the realm. We have a little trade section and Super Bowl preview on the back end of it. Wanted to thank you all for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y over on Twitter, Dynasty Monarchy. Again, over on Twitter, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y. Let's go. Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast where you will learn how to rule over your dynasty league for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts. Here we go. Episode 124 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Whoever you may be, however you may be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the whole gang is back. Mr. Max is really excited. He just had a big chest day. Super producers hanging out. I just got back home from work, and it is 9.30 at night. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm jacked up, man. I'm jacked up. That's it's, usually it's... where I would, like, make a one-liner and, you know, say you're jacked up about what? About, you know, a girl you like, X, Y, Z. But I want to be supportive, Max. Why are you so jacked up? I just had an amazing day at the gym there, man. I mean... There's, no, there's nothing better than hitting a new PR on the bench, and it's, it's great stuff. Do you want to let the listeners know what the PR is, or do you want to keep that private? Let them guess on Twitter what they think I bench. You could follow us on Twitter, at Dynasty Monarchy over there. If you get the exact amount right that Max benched today, I will personally Venmo you $10. I know it's not a lot. You know, we make $50,000 an episode over here with our uh, sponsor deals and advertisements, but... You know what? We'll, we'll cut a little bit back. If you get the exact amount, I will Venmo you $10. Just so the listeners know, I weigh about like 157. So take that into consideration. He's a light boy. He's like Timothy Chalamet. Super producer, on the other end of things, how are you doing? I heard you're going to be getting a uh, life-changing surgery soon. Yeah, man. It's going to be nice. I'm scheduled to get some LASIK eye surgery and so that's hype that's good news for me i'm uh can finally see and then maybe that will make me grind the rookie tape a little bit better you know yeah you know we uh we take it for granted our site and this is a kind of a good segue i wanted to do a little bit of pop culture this week it's been taking over the world probably not the most comfortable thing in the world to wear glasses on top of this thing but i don't know if you guys saw the apple vision pro came out uh, for any of those older people out there that haven't seen it, essentially it's virtual reality where you are still a part of every environment you're in. So it's like you could have a computer pulled up wherever you are and still see people and talk to people that are in the same room as you. And people are taking it to a lot of extremes. Mr. Max, I bet within the next 10 years, you're going to see some coaches on the sideline with it. I might be making trades while walking. I mean, I already do that now, but like imagine like a trade just- Wow, I'm in the wild and I see a trade. Like, that could be electric. You could, Max, you could kind of look like uh, one of those Wall Street guys where you got, like, the eight different monitors and the terminals. You could do that with fantasy football with the Apple yeah. Vision Pro. You know what? Maybe this will be the best $3,500 investment of your life. 
you know, you'd only need to win the league, like what, next see, uh, 30 years straight. Yeah, right. Something like that. Something like that. Can I tell a story actually real quick before we get in the episode? You absolutely can. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I was driving home today for my haircut and which looks I, lovely by the way. Oh, you're too kind. He's too kind. He's buttering me up. He has a trade for me later. Um, I was driving home and I sent Alex a trade earlier. Alex is on our league. He's one, he's my best friend. And um, I, I called him and I, I was talking to him about it. And I could tell he was interested and I, I'm in sales. So I, I can, you know, silence. You got to let him have silence. You got to let him think about it. You don't want to talk too much. Yada, yada, yada. So I was let him talk. Let's think about it to himself. And then he hits me with the classic, like person that's like a prospect that he hits me with the, Hey man, can I think about it and get back to you? Which let me hear you. Let me tell you guys, you don't want to hear that. You just don't want to hear that from a prospect because the odds are they're going to talk themselves out of it. You got Nick C on the other line. He's definitely talking himself out of it. But most prospects, if they go home, they think about it, they're not buying. So I was like, hey, I totally understand. What is stopping you right now? And we talked through and we got it done. So that's just a motto for everybody out there. Don't let them get off the phone. If you got the hook on the bait, reel it in. All right. We got a great episode for you today. We're going to be going over some senior bowl tape. We liked a couple guys, super producer and I are going to break it down. Uh, We have reports from around the realm as well. We also are going to do a little Super Bowl discussion before a week before the big game. Again, Roger, I know you're a a big listener. So, Nixie, make sure you bleep out Super Bowl so he uh, doesn't sue us over here. And to wrap it up, I know Mr. Max has decided he has a trade for a couple of us here. So typical Mr. Max section, We'll, we'll maybe do a little trade talk towards the end. Before we get in the episode, wanted to give a shout out to our Twitter handle at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y. We have a great following of people over there on the Twitter sphere. Super producer posted some tweets about the trades we went through last week. Before we get in the episode, wanted to give you the majority uh, rule or the winners of the polls that we saw. Super producer. Are you ready? Yes, sir. So I got it pulled up right here. The first one. League setting for anybody that didn't listen last week. 12 teams, half PPR. uh, And it's one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end, flex, kicker defense. Sorry. And as well as uh, four-point passing touchdown, I feel like. Four-point passing touchdown. So the first trade that we went over was 101, 205, a mid-25 first, and Jamison Williams for Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, and C.J. Stroud. The majority was for the Jalen Waddle side at 58% to 42%. That's within standard deviation, fair trade. Fair trade, Peter. We usually make those, me and you. And then the second one was actually a dead tie with the first side being C.J. Stroud and Michael Pittman for Patrick Mahomes, Dallas Goddard, Traylon Burks in a late 2025 second, 50-50 split there. That's as dead as it gets. It's almost like I make good trades and people both ways can see it. It's It's crazy how it works. (laughs) And then this next one uh, was Josh Allen and Trey Tucker for – Patrick Mahomes, late 2025 second, 
and Pat Fryermuth. This was 60-40 split for the Patrick Mahomes side. That was one that me and Max did. So, Max, you railed on that one. And then no I think it's again, context. There is no context on that deal. <laughs> sure. I mean, if they listened to the episode, they would get all the context they needed That's for true. these deals, That's which true. is true. why it's, it's important. Um, the next trade was Kyle Pitts for T. Higgins. T. Higgins won 67% to 33%. And then the last trade here that we did was Chris Olave for Kyle Pitts, a late 2025 first round pick and a mid-2025 third-round pick. Chris Olave ended up winning that 62% to 38%. So if you're interested in learning about what goes on in our league, as well as seeing Senior Bowl stuff, other tweets, and fantasy football topics, follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy over there. Super Producer does a great job of keeping the Twitter involved and up-to-date, and you get some notifications when our episodes post Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y. Let's get into our one report topic. Super producer. We know that Jim Harbaugh has gotten the keys to the castle over there in sunny Los Angeles for the Chargers. It looks like he's bringing Greg Roman over. I'm not expecting the offense that they had with Lamar Jackson, but just to back up our point, they are going to run the S-H-I-T out of the ball in Los Angeles. I don't care who the running back is next year. It could be Frank Gore coming out of retirement. He needs to be drafted in the first two rounds of your redraft leagues. And I listened to Jim Harbaugh, actually. He was on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, Rich Eisen's a big Jet fan. That's why I love listening to him. And he said that they were the 20th ranked rushing offense, and that needs to get better. They are going to run the ball. You need to find who the running back is of this offense next year and draft them. So I do have a question going off of that. I guess it's a twofold question for Dynasty. With this hiring here kind of the coach speak from harbaugh are you guys selling or buying on justin herbert uh more so i guess in any dynasty league super flex one quarterback and then the other part of it being austin eckler do you think you would buy in maybe a mid second late second hope in hopes that he re-signs there and then maybe they sign another guy i mean there's been a lot of rumors that Barkley is at the top of the wish list for, for Harbaugh there. Well. Um, who knows? I mean, we really don't know with like what the real information is with these leaks, but are you guys like buying or selling, I guess, just on those two players in the Chargers offense? If I could buy Eckler for a second, I think I'm taking that risk, especially if it's a late second, 100%. And Herbert, I still do believe in Herbert. I think Herbert, his value is obviously inflated right now. And it's because of Jim Harbaugh and the, and the good situation that's going on. I wouldn't buy for his value right now. I think at Superflex, he's probably hovering around three, three and a half. Like if Mahomes is in the untouchable range of like four, Hertz is in like the four range, like these, these quote unquote quarterbacks that are going to be around for 10 years and playing at that elite level are at those untouchable values. I think he's just directly below that. I don't know if I buy for that, 
in particular, I try to find an owner who who wants uh, to get rid of it or find value and see if you can get a deal done. But I just can't buy Herbert for the price tag right now. Um, but on the flip side of that, if we want to talk about the other side, I would love investing in Saquon right now. He is one of my favorite guys to invest in. You can honestly get him for less than two firsts in a lot of your leagues. And he's either going to go back to the Giants and be a top 16 back, I think more towards the top half, given a touchdown and injury luck. And then on top of that, if he does go and walk, I don't think he's going to go to a horrible team. And he can go to a great team like the league here out in Los Angeles and arguably be a top four running back in redraft or even dynasty next season. If, if he's out in San in uh, Los Angeles. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you hundred percent. I mean, I, it is a risk kind of buying into these free agent running backs. I feel like, but Barkley is a special case, man. I mean, he really is shown to be elite. I mean, he was kind of banged up with injury these past two years, but dude, if he goes anywhere else, but New York, I mean, you're, I don't know that you could just get two first for him immediately, but it might be close. Even if you paid like, first and a half i mean especially for a competitor i you know i've been seeing a lot of discourse too on twitter where it's like with the incoming running back class as it is and everything like that i mean these these top end running backs are going to be hard to buy like i feel like in a ton of my leagues this past off season they were hard to buy like if you're a competitor trying to get that you know upper echelon running back like nobody is going to sell them if they're a competitor so it's like you're going to have to try to buy. You might have to overpay in some spots, and I feel like Barkley's the the good overpay here. I realize that didn't answer your question about Eckler. He's too risky because I think with the number that he wants, I don't think the Chargers will give it to him. It's either going to be he caves or he goes and rots somewhere, Uh kind of like a Miles Sanders deal, even though Sanders is younger, it's just he's going to go to the highest bidder. And usually the highest bidder, the way that uh, just a two-second tangent for everyone, these teams over the course of three seasons have to use 90% of the cap. And that's just the way that the collective bargaining agreement works. So you'll see teams that stink give running backs a lot of money just so that they can fill up the the – the salary cap up to a 90% rolling average over three years. That's probably what happened with Miles Sanders down there. And I really didn't pick that up. Um, that's why he got his big bag. He's terrible. Yeah. He, I was, I was wrong. I was wrong. I didn't look at the, uh, the macro of it. I only looked at the micro that he got a three-year deal. I didn't realize what kind of three-year deal it was. It wasn't because they liked him. It was because they needed to use part of the salary cap, and that's one of Frank Reich's buddies. All right, let's move into our Senior Bowl recap. All right, we're going to get into the Senior Bowl right now. Super Producer and I are a little bit more plugged into this. Mr. Max likes to sit back and wait for the combine. He's doing deals right now. He's getting a deal ready for the end of the show. Nixie, we have four guys here that we want to talk about. Probably not household names, but names that guys have heard now and again. You take two. I'm going to take two, and we'll talk about them a little bit in their week that they had in Mobile. Sounds like a plan. 
Mr. C, I will open the floor to you. For everyone out there before Mr. C speaks, there were really no running backs that truly impressed either of us. So these four guys are going to be all receivers. Just like we mentioned in the last segment, running backs this year are going to be hard to come by in the draft and in this rookie class. We can only hope it's better next year. I think the guy from Penn State's going to be out. Uh, Singletary or Singleton, Nick Singleton. Uh, he's really good. But outside of that, uh, we're looking a little bit bleak at the young running back position. I loved some of the offensive tackles, quarterbacks. Listen, Penix and Bonex, they didn't play in the game. They were just working out. We really won't know until the combine with those guys. Really, these four receivers were the guys that stood out that you want them on your radar going into the combine and if you draft early. 100%, man. I mean, it, this is where, you know, it starts up, and I, I couldn't be more excited just watching some of this film and, you know, watching a bit of the Senior Bowl stuff just gets me pumped up for, for the next couple months here. And I'll just start it off here um, with a guy that, you know, I've been seeing get a lot of hype kind of in the Dynasty community, and it's going to be Roman Wilson from Michigan, uh, wide receiver, obviously. He's 5'10", 186. And he was kind of routing up at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he had a few highlight reel catches. There was one where he was going in one-on-one drills, a little out route to the side, and caught like a one-handed catch. That was pretty nasty. I mean, this guy is interesting. I've been kind of watching uh, tape the past couple of days on him. And, you know, his route running is great. And I think if he ends up testing well at the Combine, he'll be a definite riser kind of in the real NFL draft. It's going to be interesting to see where this guy falls because he's mainly like a slot receiver kind of build. Um, think of, I mean, obviously not Amon Ross St. Brown, but he's like an inch taller and a little bit skinnier. So who knows? I mean, he could test well. And if he has the burners on him as well, which is reported, I mean, it. there was time like 40 times that I've been seeing around like sub four, four, which would be kind of nuts for a dude yeah. that's, you know, in a slot there. And he really didn't get a ton of, production at Michigan which is why you know kind of look if you're just like box score looking it's kind of tough to evaluate just because of their uh play style you know super run heavy this guy just watching the tape uh, his route running stands out and I think he could be a real difference maker kind of at the next level if he gets at like top 100 draft capital or something I mean I could really see him kind of flying up rookie boards there so Mr. C, I absolutely love Roman Wilson. The tape that I was able to watch from the Senior Bowl uh, and my number one draft source, Mr. Max already knows, this is my favorite guy, Daniel Jeremiah. Absolutely in love with him. Something that we didn't see him do this season was record a 1,000 yards, right? But again, that leans into the offense, that style of system, that run-heavy Sharon Moore, Jim Harbaugh style. One thing that I want to be on the lookout for is him to the Chargers. Daniel Jeremiah works with the Chargers and was laying the foundation about how much Jim Harbaugh loves him, how much they're going to need a layered receiver. So like a deeper shot receiver that can run at that 4-3 speed, that 4-4-4-3 speed, because Keenan Allen's getting older. Quentin Johnston was a whiff. And... um. Mike Williams is coming off that ACL injury. They really don't have punch at that receiver position. I absolutely love him. It's going to be location dependent. It's going to be quarterback dependent for him because I don't think he can survive on an offense with a guy like Bryce Young or with a lower tiered quarterback. He's not an alpha enough like Garrett Wilson 
can be productive with Zach Wilson or be productive with just horrible quarterback play. But I think if he finds himself in a perfect to like decent situation, he has top 24 upside as a rookie. And honestly, too, I think a thing that plays in with just like his play style, like, yeah, he shows the speed to be that kind of deep threat. But even if he goes to somewhere like Carolina, I think it's more so just the opportunity. If he can just go and be a starting receiver in the slot from day one, dude, I think he could have that safe floor to where, yeah, Bryce Young's not the best quarterback. I mean, name kind of any of these other kind of mid-level to low-level quarterbacks. If he gets the opportunity, I mean, he'll be around that, you know, 10 to 15 yard range where some of these quarterbacks, I mean, he might just be a security blanket for him, depending on what their tight end room looks like and kind of the scheme of things. So couldn't like this guy more. I, you know, I can't wait to watch more of the other receivers uh, in the class and kind of slot him up here. Cause I feel like I'm going to have him probably higher than a lot of other people. He's definitely going to creep up your re your rookie draft boards. I can see him being like a later pick, kind of like Christian Watson was in his draft class. Whether or not you like Christian Watson, I, I'm still all in on him. But when you're able to see it at the Senior Bowl against some of the best competition that class has to offer, uh, and he absolutely was the star of the show in the receiver room. All right. I guess I'm up. I'm going to go with a guy who's probably going to work out of the slot as well guy who is a national champion a lot like roman wilson but instead of from the big 10 he's from the sec all right we're pulling up for lad mcconkey so as a junior he had a better junior season than he did a senior season uh in his junior season he had 58 receptions 762 yards and seven touchdowns he's six foot 185 what what I like to see here is a guy who is sure-handed, reliable, and technical, right? When you're looking for guys at the next level, the ones that truly translate are the guys that understand the concept of route running, understand the concept of zone coverage and finding that soft spot in the zone. I don't think Carson Beck is a great quarterback, and I know I might be on in the minority there. But having received the ball from him this past season and still being able to put up, I'd say, decent numbers, finding that soft spot, being the third down option, letting Brock Bowers be the one, I think this guy is a mirror for Hunter Renfro's good years in uh, Oakland and then Vegas. What I'd like for him is a third round, like late second to early third round grade in your rookie drafts. And if you could find him at that price tag, given the the landing spot, I think he's going to be a great, great option for your depth. I don't even think he's going to start on your rosters as a rookie, sophomore, maybe even into his third year. But I think he's a great safety stash him on your taxi squad. You never know who's going to come up or when his number is going to be called. Again, he what he has is above the shoulder skills to understand soft zone coverage and understand technical route running. He's not completely gifted like a lot of these other receivers, but I think he has that, that next level edge. Dude, I'm totally with you. This guy stood out like crazy. I mean, some of these highlight clips from the senior bowl were just absurd. And then, I mean, you go onto the tape too and watch some of these games like versus Florida. I mean, he absolutely torched Florida and dude, the route running is 
the thing that stands out. Like you said, I mean, the dude understands all these defensive concepts and can absolutely just, you know, find the weak spots in the zone. And he just cooks teams. I think the thing too, which will be interesting to see, which is more like landing spot dependent on his draft and everything, but what his role looks like at the NFL level, because like you said, I mean, I think it too will be slot kind of majority, but I mean, I think this last year, his split was like 60, 30, where he was playing outside like 60%. Yeah. No, um, he was definitely playing on the outside of Georgia. Yeah, for sure. So, I, but like you said, I mean, you you start to go up against this higher level competition and, you know, that's probably where his role will be in the slot. It's totally with the scheme for me, but I, dude, his route running is undeniable. I mean, and he has the speed too, which is not like he's just some slow guy. Like he can pull away from guys and you know what he is, Mr. C he's fluid. That's the yeah. perfect word for it. He's not mechanical. He's not clunky. He finds a way to, uh, to be a sweeper, which is, is really hard to find in the league. All right, Mr. C your next guy you wanted to target from the senior bowl. Yeah. The next guy here. Uh, is going to be Javon Baker from UCF, six foot one, two oh eight, and I don't know, man. It's something about this guy. He didn't have a ton of production. He did hit a thousand yards uh, this past season at UCF, but dude, he this guy is so fast on tape. It shows at the Senior Bowl. He had this one clip that kind of went a little bit viral, just kind of a, a wacky release off of a slant play, but he absolutely burned the defender and. That's what just sh shows with this guy is his straight up speed. And he's big enough to win like those 50, 50 balls contested catches. So they were doing a cool thing at the senior bowl as well. I think it was from uh, zebra technologies, if I'm not mistaken, but they had chips in the players pads and everything to kind of yep. see what their in, in play speed was and kind of track everything like acceleration, deceleration, which is super sweet. The dude had the second fastest recorded speed at the senior bowl, which is impressive. I mean, I think he was around like 21 miles an hour, 20 miles an hour. So I don't know what it is about this guy. I mean, his production wasn't super great, but this is a guy where the landing spot is going to be big. Like I, I feel like with all of these guys here, they're the landing spot's going to be huge. I mean, these are kind of going to be day three picks. I mean, maybe fringe top a hundred guys, but if a team can, you know, buy into one of these guys and give them a good role. I mean, that's really all you're looking for, but I really like Javon Baker. I think, you know, he's a burner and homer and hitter. Yeah. Mr. C, this was a guy I kind of didn't really pin on. Like I really didn't fixate my focus on him and you kind of brought him a little bit more to uh, my attention over the last couple of days. He's good. He's good, and a lot of these guys, it's obviously going to be context-dependent. If you're getting the ball thrown to you by Josh Allen, that's great, and you're probably going to do better. He's a guy I could see be a replacement in Tampa Bay. Mike Evans is going. He's the long-shot, deep-ball guy. Baker is going for his best Jameis Winston impression, just hucking the ball and not giving a SHIT. So I could see him working into that wide receiver three-roll. Godwin ascends to the one he maybe works in that two to three role down there and be the burner. Let Godwin be that kind of technician. I absolutely love him for a roster, just a roster taxi spot, third round pick kind of guy. hundred percent. Like another guy like this past rookie uh, cycle that doesn't remind me exactly of him, but similar kind of guy like Trey Palmer. 
I mean, just a yeah. burner kind of guy. 100%. I mean, and the, the same guy in Tampa Bay there too. I mean, I think Javon's just a little bit taller than him, but still, man, I mean, you, you can't teach the speed and, but at the end of the day, like you said, the landing spot's going to make the whole, the whole difference here. All right. The last guy I wanted to talk about for the senior bowl is a guy out of Western Kentucky. His name is Malachi Corley. I don't like Debo Samuel. A lot of people know that. But I'm going to tell you to draft the next Debo Samuel right here. This guy's average depth of target, I believe, is six yards. It's absolutely comical. He is a running back that plays wide receiver. He's very similar style, stature, and game plan to Debo and what Debo tries to do every game. Uh, right now, he is listed 5'11", around 215. I just think if he gets drafted to a Shanahan-styled pro offense, it's over. And he is going to be fantasy-relevant, period, end of story. He's a he's like a bowling ball when he gets the ball in his hands. We saw that at Senior Bowl too. Super Producer, I wanted to know what you think of Corley. I think it's going to be context and team-dependent. More than any of these other guys. Oh, yeah. Dude, you you nailed it on the head here. I mean, this guy, we talk about Joel Embiid being a free throw merchant. This dude, Malachi oh, yeah. Corley, is a screen merchant. That's all they dial up for this guy. I mean, obviously, he makes some better plays down the field sometimes, but it, it, he's such an interesting one. I mean, he's from Western Kentucky, so, I mean, he's not playing the best of competition. I mean, they did play Ohio State this past season, and he, I think he had, like, eight for 88 in a touchdown. So, I mean, that's something, but Ohio State really bottled him up the whole game. I mean, but that game was just a joke. Anyway, that's where it comes down to is, like, a team is going to see this guy and find some type of niche for him to play. I mean, you can see the yak ability. And like you said, I mean, the dude, he's built like a running back and it'll be really interesting to see what kind of draft capital this guy gets. I feel like he'll be available in like third rounds of drafts easily because he probably won't get crazy draft capital. And then all you need is just for one team to believe in the guy, you know, Again, it's all going to come down to if he gets drafted to a Shanahan-styled pro offense, West Coast, get the ball out fast. If he gets drafted to Miami, if he gets drafted to San Francisco, if he gets drafted to the Rams, if he gets drafted to uh, even with the crowded wide receiver room in uh, Minnesota, anywhere that has a prolific offense that is keen on pushing the ball down the field, but doesn't have that guy in the backfield yet, that light receiver. I think he will provide so much fantasy value. So the other thing I was going to say, too, I mean, he had a good season um, this past year, but so I think he had uh, 984 yards, 11 touchdowns on 79 catches. Dude, his season uh, in the 2022-2023, dude, it was insane. I mean, he he almost had 1,300 yards had 101 catches, 11 touchdowns. That's pretty prolific, man. Even, I mean, you can knock them all you want for being on on the hilltoppers there, but. All right, that's going to wrap up our senior bowl talk. Mr. Max, we're going to be moving into the trade segment and then rounding it out with a Super Bowl preview. 
All right, Mr. Max, it's your time to shine. Wanted to give the floor to you. No, see if you it, wanted to present any trades for us here. You, you take the floor, man. You said you had an offer, and Mr. C's on my DNT list. And like, I just so he's basically can, like, I, I, for the listeners out there. Can you explain the the DNT? Do not trade list. It's it's what he's on, and care to you know give a little explanation. It's just every time I've dealt with Nick C the past couple of years, it's he he backs out of deals last minute and I've had enough of it. And he's on the DNT list for the time being until he proves himself otherwise. Hey, Amen. They always come crawling back, you know, PJ? They always come <laughs> crawling back. We'll table this conversation for next week. We'll see if uh, – tune in next week to see if Mr. C makes it off the DNT list. Max, you made a big trade. I was in the middle of negotiations slash conversations with a mutual friend of ours about Jalen Hurts. And you stole him from right under me. You know I like Jalen Hurts. And I know why you made the trade. You made the trade so that you could get the guy that I have. I have CJ Stroud. You have Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's much and when I say much, I mean a first-round pick. I don't think it's a first-round pick's difference between the two. It really is not, Max. Don't give me that look. I'd be willing to give you C.J. Stroud and a second for Jalen Hurts. I just I don't I don't see what that does for me, though, Pete. What do you want it to do for you, Max? I made an initial offer. You can feel free to counter. Okay. I'm not. Look, talk about DNT. I'm not giving way. To whittling myself down without a counter first. That's that's fair. I, I think it would probably cost it would probably cost Stroud in two seconds for me to sell. Stroud in two seconds. So now you're gonna you're gonna mess with me over a second round pick. Yeah, or you can hear my offer that I have for you. I'm ready to listen. I'll give you Tank Dell. Okay. You give me Jalen Waddle. I'm good, man. I will take the guy that finished. In the top 12. It didn't. Jalen Waddle did not finish in the top 12 this past year, but he has in the past. So I will Tank take Deller, the guy. Tank Deller, T. Higgins, Peter. That's a great question. You know, I will say Tank Dell now, but when T. Higgins is inevitably on a better team after I trade him away and uh, makes me look stupid, it will be T. Higgins then. And I'm not willing to take that risk. I'll do Tank Dell for T. Higgins right now, Peter. Mr. C, what what are you weighing on this? I feel like it just depends on what you want to do with your team. I I mean, Tank Dell comes back. He probably outscores T. Higgins this next year if he's fully healthy. That's a big question mark. I mean, I, I don't necessarily know dudes that have come back from an injury or that have really had the injury that Tank Dell has. So let's say maybe like, 15% less production, maybe. I feel like that's fair to say. Tank Dell was a monster this past year. So, I mean, I think he still would outscore T. Higgins. And that's given that T. Higgins will go back to Cincinnati, right? So, I think Tank Dell will outscore him. If you're trying to make a push, you have Stroud already. I mean, I'd probably take – if Nico Collins goes back to Houston, I probably would have Nico Collins over T. Higgins. So, I mean, I guess I would probably have, rather have Tank Dell than T. Higgins, too, at that rate. That's wild. Um, this cannot be resolved in the podcast. 
takes too much fortitude for me to do a deal like that. I would do the Stroud and a second for Hertz deal. Would you be able two to? Seconds? You said two. you said two seconds. Two seconds. I will do Stroud, a second and a third. I'm okay. For I'm okay. AP, I mean, like looking at your team and like where, like you have a second in. 25 and 26 like that's all you have i i don't think it's that crazy to ask for i know but those seconds they get valuable when you're hunting old talent to be able to compete now ferguson in a second pete i like ferg i like having that depth because i think he might outscore pitts he's my he's my security blanket at tight end mr c what do you think about that i think it's a little rich yeah i mean I don't know what you're trying to do with your team. Like, if you're trying to compete, I would try to get the Jalen upgrade. But like you said, I don't know that I'm paying Ferguson and a second on top of Stroud. If it was something else, like like you said, the other second, maybe. I mean, it's definitely a conversation. But I wouldn't give up the player for it right now. I would do Ferg in a third. Ferg in a third, really? Yeah. I think Ferg's worth more than a second. I think he's worth two seconds. Then just give me Stroud in two seconds. Sad to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold off, Mr. Max. You know I love Jalen. I was going into this week expecting to to maybe throw Stroud and a second for Hertz at the most. I can't believe you wouldn't, you know, you're not budging over their second round pick value. Yeah, I, I wish I had something to add. Like, I can add maybe David Bell in there. David Bell does me no justice. That's how I know. That's how I know Max actually really wants to get a deal done. Is after you tell him no, he he keeps you know trying to really in. He knows he went a little too far. It's okay. I mean, I, I truly, I like Stroud. I'd like the stack, but at the end of the day, just to have the rushing upside of Jalen and have that top five, top ten quarterback three years in a row. It's just what I have to have. PJ, I'll butt yes. in now. I do have a trade for you, my friend. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I will give you Brevin Jordan, a, the 203 this year, and the 304 for Kyle Pitts. Mr. Max, on a scale of one to Nick C, how Nick C is that trade? It's Nick C to a, to a T, man. He's trying to buy Kyle Pitts at the, the cheapest of cheaps. Trying to throw Brevin Jordan like he's worth anything. I mean, he is because PJ has Stroud. He's the tight end one there. I think Schultz will resign. Maybe. But who knows? I appreciate the offer, gentlemen. But so, what's Kyle Pitts worth to you then? For you I to think trade it's, him right it's now? It's a crazy. It's a crazy question. I think. He, look, on the outside looking in, when I traded for Pitts, I valued him at one and a half. I know people don't find him there. I think his floor is a mid first round pick this year, anywhere from 105 to 107. I think that his is absolute bottomed out value. That's fair. Max, what do you think Kyle Pitts is worth in this league in particular? I guess it's important to note it's non-tight end premium as well, half PPR. I think he's worth like 108 to 110. That's fair. I Look, I, 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 I can see every have... range of outcomes. He's still have. younger. He's still younger than the tight ends that were drafted last year. I bet he's the same age as some of the tight ends that are coming out this year. Yes. No, it's, I mean, if they get a quarterback, 
I think it could be wonders. I really don't like the I mean, I know we didn't really touch on this, but uh, Raheem Morris, they, they asked him, what does he like about the Atlanta Falcons? And he said, that's easy. Drake London and B. John Robinson. He didn't mention Kyle Pitts. I, I don't know if he doesn't like Kyle Pitts or maybe he forgot at that press conference, but I truly think that their offense will run through Drake London and Kyle Pitts or B. John Robinson. Okay, PJ. I have a slip. I have another offer for you then. All right, I'm ready to listen. Evan Ingram and 203 for Kyle Pitts. Now that's interesting. That is interesting. It's definitely interesting. Um, Ingram is older. I like to be in the young competitor styled range right now. While the value is there, and I think to a degree it might be an overpay for some people. I think Evan Ingram is worth a second. I think two seconds might be an overpay for Kyle Pitts in some people's mind. I, I can't get behind it right now. So if I added 304, what does that do to you? It, it, it The third round picks do nothing for me. They're not you, Mr. C. I know you value third round picks like gold, but that's fair for me. They're just throw-ins. All good, PJ. Figured I'd shoot another offer for you. All right, let's get into our Super Bowl preview. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the show. You heard me reject Max a million times. You heard me reject Mr. C a million times, but we're not rejecting this preview right here for both these teams. Gentlemen, Super Bowl set in the desert on CBS. We have the Chiefs as the home team, Niners as the road team. Saw some crazy discourse today about Brock Purdy looking like uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. And I don't know which way's up. My heart says the Chiefs. My head says the Niners. What do we feel? My heart and head both say Chiefs. So I feel like it's that easy. I just, you know, we talk, we've been talking about it. I think Mahomes is just too good. And this Chiefs defense is legit. If Chiefs get up, they're not giving up this lead to the 49ers. I mean, it might be a close game down the stretch, but I don't think this 49ers team is better than the Eagles team was this past year uh, in the Super Bowl. So I'm just going to roll with the Chiefs here. I'm going to roll with the Niners. I think that this Niners team is stacked from top to bottom. The narrative of Brock Purdy being a system quarterback will be put to rest. I also think that Patrick Mahomes already being in the GOAT conversation is pitiful and pathetic it is pitiful um and i think it just gets squashed so I, i'm rolling with the niners i really think that they have it this one if i had to make a bet i'm gonna go with my heart i i cannot stand kyle shanahan um for reasons that relate to 28 to 3 and then he actually pissed away the game uh against the chiefs the last time as well throwing the ball late he did not learn his lesson i hope he doesn't learn his lesson again Let's move past the game. Let's move into the bets we like. Just, I mean, let's move past the final scores. Let's move into the bets we like. I like heads on the coin toss. It always comes to me every year. I'm going to be betting on heads. Gentlemen, what do you think about the props? Any prop you're hunting? Something like that. I, I like Kittle and Kelsey first. I think one of those two gets in the end zone first. Um, so I, I really think Kelsey. But if you want to go with a 49er, I think Kittle's do on a big stage. Um, another sneaky one that I could really see um, is a Kyle Juszczyk touchdown. 
I think his odds are anytime at like plus a thousand. So he's, he's pretty juicy there. Um, and also like an Elijah Mitchell touchdown again, he's at like plus 1400, whereas if CMC goes down, his odds would shoot up to like minus 200. So did anyone, did anyone out there see, um, a guy put money on Sam Darnold, Super Bowl MVP. Three hundred. I love that. It's pretty smart, man. I love it. I absolutely, absolutely love it. Yeah. If Brock Purdy goes down in the first play of the game and Sam Darnold leads them to the Super Bowl and throws four touchdowns, he's going to win. But I don't My, know. I, look, there's a bet out there that I love. Um, I don't know the exact odds on it, but I just know that the Niners kind of stink against the run. Andy Reid's going to figure out a way to get it done. I love Pacheco to get in twice. I love for him to get in twice this game. I think the Chiefs are going to get a shell coverage against the Niners. They're not going to let Mahomes beat them. They're not going to let Kelsey beat them. So it's going to come down to that running game. I think they're going to get within the five-yard line multiple times, at least three times this game. If you're inside the five, I think Pacheco has a good chance of punching it in. I think one time is borderline a lock. I think it's as close to a lock as a plus money bet can get. I believe he's plus money right now to get in. I just can't imagine a world where they're not down inside the five yard line multiple times and they know that Niners defense and they don't run the ball. I just hope it's a good Super Bowl. I don't want like a 10 to 13 game. I want like a 27, 30 kind of game and we'll see what Mahomes is made out of. We'll see what Purdy's made out of. There's a lot of offensive firepower, a lot of weapons on both sides of the football here. And uh, I'm hoping for a good game. Mr. C, Max, to end the show, I want your Monday morning headline. What is the headline on your local newspaper Monday morning? Big Bear Bosa spoils Mahomes' day. How many sacks does Bosa have? Four. Four sacks. So he wins Super Bowl MVP over Purdy. Plus 5,000. Oh, boy. Mr. C, what's your Monday morning headline? The power couple get some hardware. Mm. Mm, I like it. I Pretty like good. it. We should get Travis. Travis went to Tiffany's. Tiffany makes a Super Bowl trophy. For me personally, I just can't see Mahomes losing to these clowns. I'm gonna say he Shanna had it instead of Shanahan. <laughs> Shanna had like it, that. and I think Shanahan's going to blow it. He's going to throw the ball with, like, a minute left when he's up, and he's going to give Mahomes a full minute to go the course of the field. I like that, Pete. I want to end the show with a banger, and I think I got one. I think we're going to agree on it. And I'm just excited to deal, to be honest with you. So we, we can end the show here. Um, Pete, it's a one-time offer on show only. I'd be shocked if you turned it down. I gave you Jalen yep. Hurts. And yep. Drake London. Okay. Jalen Hurts and Drake London for CJ Stroud and Jalen Waddle. Oh, if I didn't have Kyle Pitts, I might hit accept. Figure out what to do with them later. That is a really good offer, I feel like. I would do it if you swap Trey McBride and Pitts. Peter, and I give I you a fine? second. And I give you a second. You give me a first and it's done. That's not the difference in value. It's oh just not gosh, the yes, difference in value. The difference between Pitts and McBride's at least a first. So yes, it is. Yeah, it's not. You give me I'll Pitts give and you a two first seconds. Pete, a, you can give me a 26 first for all I care. Mr. C, thoughts on the deal? 
If you say yes, I do it. How's that sound? I'm giving you two guys that are better there. Lay it out. Lay out the deal. Jalen Hurts over C.J. Stroud. Trey McBride over Kyle Pitts. Drake London and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, you could say, is better because I guess he's proven it. And then a 26 random first. Oh, dude, you can't give me that power, PJ. I, I I'm going to let you talk through I'm your own deal, you. brother. Thank I'm you. I'm giving Mr. it to you. I'm giving that's, you the power. No, I, I'm giving him the power. You get it. You get the top three tight end. You get a top three dynasty quarterback. You still get a good wide receiver. Pretty good freaking deal, if you ask me. I don't know. The, the first round pick, man, it could be anything. Kyle Pitts could be worth more than McBride after this year. I'm going to hold off for now, Mr. Max. I appreciate the offer. Thank you all for tuning into the episode. Another great one. Gentlemen, by this time next week, either Brock Purdy is Jesus Christ incarnate or Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT, and there's no way around it. So we're going to have to figure out which way is up and sail north no matter what. After a crazy week of headlines, we will know who the Super Bowl champion is less than a week from now. I want everyone out there to hear this thoroughly. There will be a lot of consumption of certain substances during the Super Bowl. Don't be silly. Take an Uber. Take a Lyft. Figure out a way home that doesn't involve hurting other people in their lives. Do yourself a favor. If you drive sober, you'll get you won't get pulled over. Drive sober or get pulled over is the old adage. So do something and uh save a life today by taking uh save a life this weekend by taking an Uber. Last thing here too, I feel like for everybody, you know, it's tough to put into perspective, but we will not have football for a long, long time. So just, you know, have some fun, man. You can go to a Super Bowl party, hang out with some Eat friends, some enjoy the game. Just have some fun, man, because we're going to be missing it once it's three months from now. All right. Thank you all again, and we will see you this time next week. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens.